0: i uh-huh. uh-huh.
1: Welcome back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we've got a train to catch as we analyze and celebrate (laughs) Spider-Man 2, one losing your mask minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. I am Scott Corelli.
2: And I'm ashamed to say that I'm Scott Tofty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Let's just keep chugging forward, shall we?
1: (laughs) Train jokes. Today is Minute (laughs) 98. (laughs) Which begins with Otto stomping along the roof of the train towards the front and it, uh, it ends with Peter saying, "Tell everyone to hang on." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um. Um,
0: okay. So this starts with one of those one of those moments that um, we you know we talk about a lot that Sam does, which is where he mixes practical and he he shows you practical right before mixing it into CG to like sell the CG. Yes. Um, and so we have a practical Doc Ock spinning around, and then we follow the arms across. The, the, we across the roof of the train and it all looks really great. And then we come back up and I, and we see Ooh. what is the worst CG in this entire film, uh, which Ooh, is it's, CG Doc Ock. Uh, it is, I mean, it looks like a, like a skin from Goldeneye.
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> you say that like it's a bad
0: thing.
1: <laughs> it doesn't belong in a movie. <laughs> Yeah. Ugh. It's everything unflattering about this model It all coming to a head. Like, it's the wrong angle for this level of convincing whatever. It just does not look good. It's Gumby-ish and all that. I mean, the, the arms still look fine. Spidey in the background still looks fine. It's, it's just it's, jarring. It's really the
2: haircut that ruins it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, you know, because it's not like, I mean, granted, they've never they've been pretty good at whenever we go full cgi doc ock we don't dwell on the face and we're a few steps behind him so we don't like get a good look at him but even so it just looks way worse than normal and i i hate it it's like (laughs) you guys (laughs) really feel (laughs) you guys ever watch blade 2 with uh, the director's commentary with guillermo del toro no (laughs) No. <laughs> there's a thing he does. Oh, it's great. Oh, anytime you can listen to a director's commentary with Guillermo del Toro, please do it. But that would
2: require
0: clear. me to watch Blade 2
2: again. That was sort of my point. <laughs>
1: I don't... Blade 2's great. Whatever. Anyway, there's, <laughs> there's two moments in that commentary. Early on, where Guillermo says, I'm really proud of like most of the effects in this film. I think it looks really great. Except there are two shots that I... And then he uses a very strong curse word. Hate 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 and this is one of them and he will point them out to you and it is there's a shot of blade like flipping around and landing on a motorcycle that is this this is what it is so i just like in my brain whenever i see a particularly bad bit of like cgi doubling i can just hear guillermo being like i hate this shot i hate it like like, do you think sam Likes this shot? I doubt it. I, I doubt God, it.
0: I hope not. Um, I hope he's not just like that. Looks great, because like it is. <laughs> it is. Oh boy, we did it as good as we could, right? I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> Oh man, um, it's not good. Uh, I love the shot, the 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 arm POV shot of smashing through the window, though. Oh that yes, is, the horror I love cam. that
2: the train is going to Bay Ridge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what is the trajectory here. Like, what was the plan? was there was there a point where they moved past uh, a, a a like a, a track change that they didn't well, take that they should have taken cuz i don't listen, understand listen they're on a
2: they're on a downtown bound train if it's a bay ridge train and they pass a few stations in the earlier minutes where you can clearly see an R and an N train logo and it says downtown brooklyn which those are the signs you would normally see in new york good yeah. set dressing on the cruise part there um but they're clearly taking this Bay Ridge-bound train towards the water where there is no bridge. <laughs> so at some point, there must have been a missed track or yeah. mischange or something.
1: Yeah. So we'll just blame also, the Also, I used to
2: live in Bay Ridge, so this is fun for me.
1: <laughs> oh, fun. Yeah. That's Brooklyn, right? Bay Ridge? Yeah, it's,
2: it's the bottom of Brooklyn. Yeah. Okay. Fair
1: enough. Huh. Okay. That's okay. Um, This. This,
0: uh, <laughs> but this, I, I, I think this is one of my favorite uses of Doc Ock in the movie, um, hmm. which is... Doc Ock on the top of the train, driving the train with his arms inside. (laughs) Like, I love that. I love it so much. Uh, It's that is that is the that is the good stuff. That is like a perfect use of Doc Ock. I love that. He even does, like,
1: little, hmm, when Spidey shows up.
2: Yeah. "Hmm." I want to be the guy that works all the close-up shots of the tentacles, like, articulating.
1: Like, you know there's just,
2: like, a puppet dude back there, like, Mm -hmm. wah, with his hand making clampy motions and, like, having the time of his life. Like, you remember when you were a kid and you had, like, those, the grabber tool things? Like, they're, like, three feet long and little handle. You're like, yeah, I don't have anything to grab. I'm seven, but I'm going to grab whatever I can find with it. Oh, look, I'm going to pick up the remote. Oh, I'm going to. Grab the cat's tail. Like, I just imagine there's a, like a 40 year old dude who's having the time of his life, like, reminisce. Like, this is the, he's been waiting his whole life for this. This totally. is like the ultimate grabber tool.
1: And it's going to be in a movie. It's going like, to be, I'll be in, do a the in a movie. The sure. best grabbing. Uh, That's in a movie.
0: That shot, too, of, of Doc Ock turning around, there's a great, you know, where we just talked about a really bad example of mixing uh, CG and practical, but here's a really uh-huh. good example where. You have the practical arm in the foreground and then in the background there's like a CG arm like back there out yeah. of focus. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's really good the way that they sort of mix those two things together to make them feel like part of a whole. It's really uh-huh. good.
1: And uh and then when he he goes way hard on the throttle, we get some sparks on the um Train tracks, which is that? How trains work? Like if you accelerate, you get sparks. Which sparks are fun, I guess. I mean, sparks.
2: there there will occasionally be sparks when mm-hmm. when metal grinds against metal. That does happen.
1: Yeah. Which mm-hmm. uh, which which color log did he
0: just throw into the fire? I think it's um, the
2: blue log. It's the blue log. <laughs> <laughs> This is one of the scenes where you see the downtown Brooklyn uh, uh, signage at the train station as it whips past the station. You see it's an R train uh, stop heading downtown Brooklyn, which would be a Bay Ridge bound train. So I I guess theoretically they're still on the correct track at this
1: point. Hmm. Hmm. So consistent so far. So maybe when he does the Rippy Lou thing with the throttle, he also puts it on the wrong course. That's, yeah. so that's the last, like, interaction. It's, I mean, they're pretty control.
2: much heading on a straightaway at this point. The The train never turns again, though, does it?
1: No. No, it doesn't.
2: No. Man, mm. so this just just from a, a – I guess – I mean, there are a couple of scenes where you're, like, looking into the conductor's little hut there. And mm-hmm. I guess there could have been a turn at some point in those that was, has been masked. But really, uh, it's just it, – it doesn't make sense because the, why would you be on an R train track that doesn't actually go into Brooklyn to just, I don't know. It's... Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: They should have made it like a two train or something. Cause then you could at least be like, Oh, we're on the wrong track. But they na- <laughs> they clearly took the trouble to name it a Bay Ridge bound train. Mm-hmm. And they clearly went through the trouble to make it an R train at the station and tell you, you're going to downtown into Brooklyn. I don't know. That's just, Boy, I
1: hope somebody got fired after that. One.
2: <laughs> 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 Look, this is why I'm on this week, right? You no, want me yeah. to I'm here to talk about uh, subway trains.
1: We're here to talk about xylophones, yeah. Like, you're yeah. S- striking the same rig in succession and hearing two different tones. That is yes. what we do here.
2: Uh. Amateur. 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 Amateur,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, I... Um, yeah. <laughs> man, uh, I, I just first of all, I, I love that this is the second film that I've done in the movies by minute format that included like a a extended train sequence. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think that's pretty fun. Uh, and, and, but in both sequences, uh, they are the, they are going to crash. Um, that is the, that is the stakes.
2: Well, what fun is a train sequence at all? If you're not going to crash? Well,
0: I mean, you know, you could
2: rob it. You could rob a train.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They'd rob a train just and Tom, crash. It. I was just like rob a train, whatever. <laughs>
2: <Yes>. Lame, <laughs> lame. <laughs> um,
0: so this, uh, even
2: this, look, you just did the solo podcast a couple weeks ago, and there's almost a train crash in that one too. Oh yeah, that's true. It's
0: <laughs> very true. Uh, and they're and they they're robbing the train and it crashes. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Looks like you got a train to catch. Uh, bye. And then he just <laughs> leaves him there. And I don't, again, not to harp on this, but, like, I don't know what what is his plan here. Like, he literally just bails. <laughs> like, I, I mean, it seems to me, like, his plan is, like, you're going to die and all these people are going to die, too. LOL. <laughs> That's the vibe <laughs> that he
1: has. Because <laughs> it's, it's not even like he could say, oh, my plan now is to, you'll deal with this, and then at the end, when you're dealing with it, I'll be there and catch you. Because... The train is going faster than he is, so... Well, he literally just gets off the just, train. Like he yeah, just, he's like, bye. Yeah, he just hops on a building. Adios, amigo. It's like he tanks his own plan out of spite. Like, yeah. oh, if I'm not going to catch you anytime soon, I guess you better die. <laughs> and then <He> just leaves. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. I don't have to save you. Yeah, I... Uh. <laughs> I don't have to save you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only other L train sequence I know, Scott. I just, that one crashes like... too. It
2: does, yeah. Man.
1: See what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I guess.
2: I guess you're right. All though. good train <laughs> scenes end in a crash. In a crash. <laughs> all right, fair enough. You know what? Point proven. Point, point <laughs> proven. <laughs> Change my I, mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do like all of the shots we have, like sh- showing how the train is getting faster, like how the people inside are thrown back by the momentum, how the people on the um. What do you call that? The platform outside get freaked out as it goes by. There's just something. The editing of this, I just love it. How Mm -hmm. you feel like you're going faster and faster. Even before we get the uh, Batman 66 speed indicator uh, (laughs) readout thing. 88 miles. 88 miles per hour. (laughs) Um, I... I uh, I love this
0: shot. It's like probably one of my favorite shots of Spider Man in all three movies. Is just this shot of him diagonal, upside down in the window, like of the of the subway, checking in <laughs> with the conductor. Like it's hey, just the most right Spider Man thing
2: ever. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> He's so shiny in this shot. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah,
1: I love it. I love it. Ugh, it's good. Sometimes conductor. his you Spider okay suit looks like, like negligee.
2: I'm just like, it's just very satiny.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's higher quality <laughs> fabric this time around. Yeah. From a, uh, a Trico uh, fabric to a, uh, you know, sort of a jumbo spandex. Anyway, uh, <laughs> how sure. you doing in there? Sparksy times. I guess, I guess I could talk about, uh, the, our, our train guy, train conductor himself here. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, he's, he's fun as all get out. This is Tom Carey as the train conductor and he has had some, small parts on TV shows like uh, he's on Men of a Certain Age and My Name is Earl. He played a judge on that. and He was on ER. But for the most part, his biggest roles he does not have a lot on his resume. His biggest roles were just in three Sam Raimi movies. He was Dwight Stevenson in A Simple Plan. He's a train conductor here in Spider-Man 2. And he's Old Man in Headlights in Drag Me to Hell. Uh, and he hasn't, hasn't really been around much since 2009, but I think he's a fun character in this he's just so ornery and you know he's a big well big he's character. about to die i mean yeah i mean yeah <laughs> you'd be it's, ornery too of course uh, my, <laughs> my favorite character name on his uh imdb sheet is uh he was on a show girlfriends with tracy ellis ross and he played rabbi kaplan which i just think is a great <laughs> rabbi name i i just love rabbi kaplan it just as punchy and it's a good he has a common Ashkenazi Jewish shir- shir- surname. It's uh, from the same root as the Hebrew surname Cohen, like on the OC. So, oh, you know, it mm, works. But right. in Turkish, it means tiger, which oh. rules. So, Rabbi Kaplan, tiger? great name. Yeah, Rabbi Kaplan. Uh, that's, that's good stuff. Yeah, good Rabbi
2: stuff. Tiger would be an excellent band name.
1: <laughs> or like a uh, adult swim series. Rabbi, t- <laughs> Rabbi Tiger. Tiger. Uh,
0: I so so we get um <clears throat> we get the sparks in the mask and mm-hmm. uh, he's got to take the mask off. And uh, I just I think I think my favorite bit of this of the sequence is just like the way that Peter takes his mask off out of necessity, then sees the very real danger that is coming
1: uh, yeah.
0: and doesn't think for another second to put the mask back on. He just immediately yeah. goes into action and doesn't mm-hmm. like, and he's right in front of a bunch of people. And do, it just doesn't, you know, for a guy who's been hiding his identity for two whole movies very deliberately, he just suddenly, he's like, yeah, there's, 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 it's not even like he's saying, well, there's better things to be paying attention to. It's just, yeah. he's not even.
1: It's, it, it's not even a choice. I have to do this. Yeah. yeah.
0: It, well, it's not even occurring to him that he ha- he doesn't have his mask on anymore. Like, oh yeah. you know what I mean. Like, it's not even a, a conscious choice that he's. He becomes making. very
2: selfless at this moment. It's yeah. it's the uh, uh-huh. the the hero takes over and the, uh, you know, the the sense of needing to protect the people you love and all that stuff. It's it's secondary to you know doing the right thing, which is yeah. I think it's a telling character moment. I think it's a good and then the, you know the moments that follow this too. I think. Had it been done with the mask on, I think it would have been less impactful. I think yep. it really totally. makes this scene, uh, it brings it to a whole other level.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I've i often heard people throw or lobby complaints about like, Spider-Man losing his mask all the time in movies, but this is absolutely justified. And I think yeah. most of the times it does happen, it's the, a better choice than leaving it on. Espe- especially in, in these times when we didn't have the, Expressive eye lenses on the suit, or anything right, like that. Right. Like totally. This is his big moment. We need to engage with our actor here. Uh, yeah. I like yeah. it. Oh, good so. choice. It's. Great. I don't know how that. Yeah, I don't know how the mask ends up inside the train, though. Maybe that's thinking too far ahead here. Uh, but yeah, just... <laughs> we'll
0: have to figure out the logistics of that situation uh, when it when it happens, I guess. Um, and I, I assume you're uh, you're saving uh, Mister Samurai Jack
1: for a later movie. I mean, we could. Uh, there's so many of these passengers, but very few of them are interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so I figured we could we could save it. But yeah, if you are an eagle-eyed viewer, you can spot, uh, you know, the Green Lantern himself, Phil Lamar, on the right side of the frame there. Uh, when Peter's at the front of the train, he he has a little tiny bit of a line here where he just says Spider-Man, but it's quiet. You can barely hear it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that's Phil Lamar from Mad TV and a million other things yeah but we can talk more about his credits uh, later in the week i guess
2: all right yeah know. yeah there's sort of a lot of interesting cameos in the spider-man movies aren't there i know jim norton was in uh comedian jim norton i think was in the first one yeah well, a couple randomly. other small like random like semi-famous people pop up littered throughout these movies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's sam raimi he has a lot of friends
1: he has a lot of friends, and sometimes he has a knack for getting somebody right before they become big. We've talked about this a lot with uh, Emily Deschanel and Joey, Joel McHale in this right. movie. That, like, like now you see this movie, you're like, oh my God, it's Bones and, uh, you know, Jeff Winger. But, but back then, it was the soup guy and uh, an unknown actress. <laughs> and then immediately after this, it, it all changed for them. I
0: mean, so. it wasn't even, again, like we talked about, it wasn't even the oh, soup guy. Oh, it wasn't guy. even the soup guy. Yeah. 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 He, yeah. Like, the I think. I, you know, if you knew him as the guy from the soup, like you were an avid soup watcher cause you had only seen like three weeks of the guy. Uh, yeah. Right, cause at this they, point.
1: It, they came out very quickly. His first appearance on the soup and then this less than a month, I think yeah. this movie coming out.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, this is, uh, what it begins, like probably, you know, the most classic moment of this movie. Uh, yeah. It's about to yeah. about to go down, so we're,
1: we're right up on it.
0: Yeah. So. uh Tofty, do you remember seeing this movie for the first time?
2: Um, you know, I remember seeing the first one. Oh, let me think. I, I I definitely saw both these in the theaters, and this is around the time when I was. You know, it's it's early two thousands. I'm going to the movies a lot. And it's like superhero movie after. Like this is the time when it was like it suddenly got cool to make superhero movies again. Mm -hmm. Like X-Men came out and people were like, oh, and then Spider-Man came out and you're like, oh, and then it was just like (laughs) by the time Spider-Man 2 came out, it was like this is like the ball has started rolling and we have not slowed down since. Um, Mm -hmm. I do remember seeing this one. I remember enjoying it a lot more than the first one. I thought it was one of the rare times that the sequel surpassed the original.
1: Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah.
2: Um, And then also was massively disappointed when Spider-Man 3 came out. But we'll leave that for another time.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's the same thing with the X-Men movies,
2: you know? Um, Well, okay. Well, I really liked X-Men 3. Like... I oh, okay. I like it. <laughs> okay. I like it more than I think probably anybody else likes it. I like it a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Fair enough.
2: But okay. even so, and if I can digress, X2 to X, X like Men, the first
1: X Men movie to X Two, you're like, oh wow, like yeah. But X Men
2: yeah. Three came out on the heels of like Joss Whedon doing the Astonishing X Men run, and it borrows so much stuff from that. And I was such a Joss guy at that point, like I was oh, like, sure. Joss everything. So seeing those story elements in X Three was like, oh, it's my favorite thing ever. It's Very exciting. <laughs> so, but yeah. that's all neither I could here think. Nor there. All I could think was just like, why didn't you just get him to write this then? <laughs> yeah, that is that would have that would have helped. They tried that once. They fired him, <laughs> or or they didn't use. Oh, right, stuff. that's right. They they <laughs> used
0: they used uh, two jokes, um, and that's, that's they it. burned that bridge. It and and only one them
2: right. of them. Oh yeah, and only did one of them correctly. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like, listen, we could admit that we were wrong and just hire this guy, or we could just steal his story and, like, just do it on the down low.
0: God, the irony of that is just... (laughs) It's
2: it's almost too
0: much. Um, (laughs) But...
2: but, uh... Uh, it's I liked I loved this movie and I loved like this era of superhero movies where they just start getting a little bit and it's before Batman Begins so it's before dark and gritty kicks in you know like the yeah. superhero movies were still like they were getting fun and bright and bombastic and it wasn't until like that first Nolan Batman movie and then all of a sudden they got really dark like
1: yeah but yep.
2: uh, this is this is like a sweet spot for superhero movies yep that yeah, we, kind of superman returns also kind of didn't help this era of superhero movies but true. Uh, yeah
0: i actually i i would argue that uh superman returns is actually the death nail of this era of i would agree
2: superhero mm-hmm. movies i think i think superman returns signals the end of this t- kind of superhero movie and the the very f- quick follow-up of batman begins ushers in a whole new batman begins wave. was the year right before Superman right Returns. Before, yeah. Right.
0: Superman Returns was two thousand six. Batman begins in two thousand five. Yeah. Uh, that
1: yeah, doesn't I didn't matter. I don't think it really quite by breaks until two thousand eight. <laughs> yeah. because well, especially cause these movies owe so much to the Richard Donner Superman movies, mm-hmm. um, in terms of the tone and iconography and such, uh, that <laughs> that to cap it all off with a movie that is like a hundred percent trying to ape that right style. It, it, and then it not yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Can we talk about how just I know you guys are probably going to do a big season wrap up and have hit all these points but these movies, this first two Spider-Man movies are perfect examples of what films in the early 2000s look like. Like yes. they are yeah. so stereotypical and you didn't notice it at the time and it's hard to tell until you get a little distance on it, but mm-hmm. when you watch these movies now they are a certain kind of dated and you just go, "Oh, that's an early 2000s movie." Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah. it's not a bad thing, but it's just there are certain stylistic things, uh, certain, you know, editorial things that happen that you're just like, it firmly plants it in in the, in the decade.
1: Mm-hmm. It's tricky to notice sometimes a style as it's happening because everything is like, oh, everything's contemporary right now and we're pushing our boundaries or Correct. everything's current. Uh, and so especially there was something about the turn of the millennium where everybody was like pretending like there wasn't, uh, you know, any overt identity to the to the decade yet right They're like you know well, this isn't the 90s anymore now we're modern we're new we'll, can, <laughs> we'll be new forever uh and so then you when know you, what when you cut back to it you're like oh oh
2: dare i say i think that this wave of movies starts with uh, phantom menace and ends with superman returns i think that's sort of the mm. uh the mm. 2000s mm. era of film that this fits into interesting
0: see okay. i i uh i i guess i could i yeah i could see that um wait was which was first? Which was first? Was it was it Phantom Menace or was it Matrix? There's they're both ninety nine. Uh, I think
2: I think Matrix might have been first.
0: Then I would say the Matrix would be the beginning yeah. of the era that you're okay. talking about. Um, but but it, in any event, the thing that when I was talking about Superman Returns, the the as far as like a death nail of a certain type of superhero movie, I'm actually going all the way back to uh, Batman eighty nine.
1: Yes. Ah. Um, uh,
0: okay. Fa- no, I would agree with that. Yeah. Batman 89 was like, oh, my God, this is a revelation when it came out. And then you can take that as a straight line all the way down to Superman Returns uh, that really just put the depth like, okay, we're done making these kinds of movies now. (laughs) Yeah.
1: These isolated type of movies where it's just focused on the one character in this G-Shucks way. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: Well, just the earnestness. Yeah. Yeah. The the earnestness. The earnestness. And you have like a few movies in there that – we're sort of trying to do different things. Like I, ironically uh, you have X-Men and the other, the other Brian Singer uh, mm-hmm. movies, you have, uh, you have the X-Men movies, which were um, not doing an earnest rendition of, of this thing. They were trying to do something right. new. They were, they were trying to be do- hip. Right. They were doing what would become the Nolan esque take on superheroes. Right. Um, right. But uh, then, like, for whatever reason, Singer was just like, But for Superman, I'm going to go backwards and I'm going to make a movie <laughs> where the superhero doesn't punch anyone. Yeah, uh, you know what? Though? That's
2: that's Brian Singer looking at it, Look, it's it's J.J. J. Abrams in Star Wars. It's it's the opposite of what happened there. You know, Brian right. Singer is handed the keys to this kingdom and he goes, Oh my God, I'm going to make the next Christopher Reeve Superman movie. And he does a poor job of it.
1: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: JJ yeah. Abrams, same exact situation. We're gonna give you Star Wars, and he's like, okay, I'm gonna do a good job at it.
1: Like, yeah. I'm yeah. gonna nail the, oh, the tone here. No, that's no.
0: actually that's actually entirely accurate when you look at Star Trek versus Star Wars, because this mm. is so off the beaten path of what we're talking about, but it's no, okay. It's I think yeah. it's a good conversation. Um, <laughs> but like JJ Abrams, right? He doesn't he doesn't know Star Trek from from Adam. Like he just doesn't no. He was never a Star Trek fan, so they give him Star Trek, and he's like, "Well, what can I do to make Star Trek more accessible?" So he makes that 2009 Star Trek movie, and it's very accessible, and people and a lot of general audiences like it more than uh, you know probably ever before, at least for like a really long time um, Mm -hmm. as far as Star Trek is concerned, and. Then he gets Star Wars and arguably I love Force Awakens, but there are a lot of Star Wars people who are like, oh, he just did A New Hope again because he was so (laughs) in love with A New Hope that he just made that movie again. Mm -hmm. And then you Mm -hmm. look at Singer. They give him X Men. He he's like, well, I don't I don't really know X Men, so I'm gonna make X Men the most accessible way that I can. Yeah. And he makes those X Men movies. But then they give him Superman. He's like, oh my God, I've always wanted to make a Superman movie. The, the 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 Christopher Reeves Superman movies mean so much to me. I'm going. They mean so much to me that I'm going to make a love letter to those movies. And then he does, and it's not as like it's just not yeah, as good it doesn't like connect. it's a little bit yeah out of a failure as its own movie you know yeah and yeah yeah that's, that's interesting great. those yeah. those are really good parallel tofty
2: good threads to know welcome that's yeah. why i'm here yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh, I totally
2: tripped and fell into that one
1: <laughs> here's my tiny contribution i did discover that the matrix came out in march of 1999 and the phantom menace may. came out in may of okay so there you there we well. go yeah, well America done
2: it starts
0: with the matrix. Fair enough yeah uh, <laughs> But uh yeah so anyway this movie's good Spider-Man 2. I really like it. Yeah. It's
2: it's pretty solid. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Well thanks for having me again guys. Yeah, of
0: course. course. Yeah. Uh, I am I'm I'm hesitant to ask if there's a part of Spider-Man 3 that
2: you would like to be on for. If there's any part. Oh uh, man, would... listen, if you, I would be happy to take that stupid dance sequence. <laughs> I look I, I love movies but I think I, sometimes I love ripping into movies even more so that would be that would be just fine
0: okay all right fair enough I love
1: the dancing yeah that'll it's, be
2: fun. it's fine look <laughs> that's that's such a very clear like we'll psychological meltdown of a movie <laughs> yeah. you just got to appreciate it for what it is really
0: yes, yes. yeah so anyway
2: it's, the, it's avant-garde it's an art movie think of it that it's way an all art right movie. just reframe your perspective okay Ha, 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 ha.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, Tofty, uh, before we let you go One more time, where can people find you If they, if they want to find you
2: You can always go to scotttofty.com That's T-O-F-T-E Dot com, all my updated Music and uh, Compositional things that I do go there And then the, uh, the best place to hear me Talk a lot is on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast Where we talked about the 1990 live action Turtles movie a minute yeah. at a time which will soon be starting production on our second season which we have not come up for a clever title with yet but uh but we will we're, we're gonna do a second season that much we know much yeah. beyond that I, I can't i can't give you details but go listen to the first one uh we interviewed the director of the movie which is pretty cool Heck yeah. uh that stuff is all up there we got some people from the soundtrack some, some good stuff and then you were on there as well which is always a pleasure
0: yeah i was the i was the very first guest
2: you right? was the very first guest, yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: so all right. All, right. all right. well, thanks Thank you, uh, guys. thanks for being on, uh, Tofty. This has been fun. Yeah. and uh, we will be back tomorrow uh, with minute ninety nine. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.